0: One episode was not good enough with dog stats, Josh. We needed two episodes. He's back for part two, and we're talking SEC teams that may surprise. This just in, does a two-loss West team represent the SEC in the championship game against the, I'm going to say it, Bulldogs? We're going to ask Josh next on Locked on Bulldogs. You are Locked on Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everybody? This is Clint Shamblin with Locked On Bulldogs. Thanks for making us your first listen. Wherever you listen to, download podcasts. Hit that subscribe button. If you're ever on YouTube, how you all doing? Get over to the audio side. Audio side, get to the YouTube side, subscribe. We are close to 6,800 uh, subscribers on the YouTube site. That would be fantastic before the season. That would be absolutely – if we can get to 7,000 before the season starts, holy geez, we're really cooking with something. Uh, if you weren't here for yesterday's episode, go back and listen because Josh has some amazing statistics on the Georgia D. Defense and why we may have a as good, if not better, defense from last year's team that won all them games, literally every single one of them. Uh, Josh, glad to have you back. Um, we're going to get into it. If, if people don't know, let's, let's hit the people quick. We gave it to them at the end of the episode yesterday. Let's hit them real quick with today. Cause we're talking about surprise sec teams, maybe some East West divisions, as well as uh, Florida still sucks. And we're going to maybe talk about that. Uh, but Josh, where can all of these stats we're about to talk, where can the people find it so they can go get it and get their hands
1: on it? I have 333 page guide dogstats.com, eight bucks, get all power five teams returning production Metrics, analytics, player level stuff, PFF grades. It's all there. I'm going to be referencing it... Check it out. Uh, you can also see it on the Twitter, too. I've got some previews up there if you just want a little taste to see uh, what I'm, what it's all about. Dogstaff.com. Thank you.
0: If you're a football fan and that doesn't get you a little hot and bothered, if that doesn't get you in a lather. I don't know how to help you. He just said over 300 pages, a Power 5 football preview. It is just insane. Get over there. We already have a Daniel Knight. We love this thing. It's fantastic. Uh, go get this man. His... His job is just to nerd out on these things, and we're so glad he does so. So, Josh, let's start with this. As you did this uh, pro football focus and, and you did returning statistics and returning snap counts and all of that, give us a couple of teams that people might be sleeping on in the SEC. Might be, might be saying, oh, no, they can't be that good because of this. Uh, and, and maybe even some true blue broad, blue bloods maybe people that have already been there but we're we're kind of degrading a little too much who are those teams that your statistics say will have a good
1: season this year i don't think anybody gets slipped on the sec as much talk as we do uh, <laughs> yeah but that's it's, true it's, it's it's so i want to talk about two teams that i think uh maybe pump the brakes on the hype a little bit i think everyone is waiting for the big season from lane kiffin and Ole miss um they they keep bringing in um Transfer after transfer, big name after tr- big name. They have, I think, if not the number one returning snap count offensively from quarterback position, yep. it's up there. But that's, but you can only start one quarterback, and they've got two, two guys that have, and and a and a highly rated recruit that may be the best one of the bunch. So, uh, but and they put up some good numbers last year offensively, but defensively, their success rate we talked about it yesterday was forty three percent that's not good. That's not going to no. get it done. That's at that's FBS average. That's <laughs> all 130 teams average. So where Georgia was 35, 36% where, um, is uh, elite, uh, you know, 41% from Tennessee, which was not a very known to be a very good defense. They're at 41%. So they're lagging behind there. They oh. return they, they returned 69% of that defensive production back from last year. But again, def- returning a high percentage is only as good as the quality that you're returning. I just don't see it there. I don't think they can have... That jump where they can compete for the SEC West and be that sleeper there. So I'm kind of going against you and saying I pump the brakes on them, but they are good and they will get better on they will get better on defense. I just don't think they can make that jump to as to contend in the SEC West, but they could wreck you talked about it, possibly a two loss team and coming out of the West, they can wreck a team. I think it's going to be sort of a bloodbath at the top of the sec West. Yes. Um, um, I think A&M, they allowed 40% defensively, uh, success rate allowed on the defensive side. They have a ton of talent as is well documented. It and, you know, if you look in the guide, you'll see a lot of that talent on offense and defense was in the sixties range, BFF wise. Mm. So, If a couple of those guys hit, get above that 75 and maybe one or two gets to the 80, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see them really there at the end of the year. I know that maybe going against Green uh, has been certainly let down after let down once Jimbo's gotten there, but I would not be surprised at all. They've got it, but as as much as I talk about the uh, metrics for – old Miss's defense i think the offense would have to make a jump that may be unrealistic to actually win it um i think looking at the numbers wise returning production wise uh, offensively and defensively numbers wise it's lsu um that's that's certainly not a sleeper that's sort of what everyone's predicting It's either lsu or alabama to lose but i'm expecting a little bit of regression you know um uh coach kelly was talking about it today he says he's he's there they're going to compete with georgia but he just doesn't think he's got the horses just yet so i think he's even predicting possibly a little bit of you know that offensive regression um from where they were last year which means they're going to regress a little bit and uh, you know i I, like i said i think those those four teams are going to be beating each other up i don't think anybody's going to run away and hide with the uh, sec west title this year
0: No, absolutely. And yeah, the old miss hype, I I love it because this happens every single year. It feels like with Old Miss. It's it's one or two pieces away. It's it's if they get this recruit, if they get this quarterback, and the truth of the matter is, it feels a little bit like to me about Tennessee. Look, hypo can get points on the board. I've never doubted that in my entire existence. I do doubt can he stop them? And if you're telling me Tennessee had a better success rate on defense than Old Miss, oh no, now we're in big world of hurt with old miss. So I'm with you. Pump the brakes on that, guys. Like maybe the egg bowl is fantastic. Every Vegas year. is
1: Vegas is telling you there. I know Vegas is telling you there. It's seven and a half win total. That tells you, I mean that right there that, that don't underestimate Vegas. I mean, you can bet against it for sure, but they, they're even if they a game and a half over that is a nine game season. So right there, we're looking at nine and three, 10 and two, you know, that would be a huge jump from them over huge. their number and, and LSU is nine and a half win total. I mean, that t- it just tells us right there that these teams are very close and who can make the jump, who can avoid the, the, the regression from where they were last year, who can build on what they had last year. Uh, I'm, I'm not sold that Ole Miss is going to jump up to um, a SEC West contending defense. That's why I think it's going to hold them back.
0: Uh, And that's really important because lo and behold, who comes on the schedule for the dogs this year, Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss. It's going to be exciting and going forward when we no longer have the
1: East West. Do you know the two teams that Kirby has played and not beaten? Tell me. uh, Regale the people. Clint Kirby has played and lost and not won Ole Miss and Texas. So possibly in the next 14 months, he takes care of both of those.
0: Both of those. He avenges that Stupid bull! My gosh, I hated that game with all my passion against. And himself.
1: his first SEC road game. That oh
0: my! This this game. is yeah. what again. This is this is the the Kirby Revenger. And if you know Kirby, and I know Kirby, like, as he hates. Losing more than he enjoys winning. And so you better believe he knows about that, I guarantee you. We're going to come back after this, and Josh is going to regale us with more stats on maybe some more teams that we care about dogs that might be playing, or maybe who would be representing that two lost other side right after this. But first, we need to let you know about LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the place that you need to go right now to get every single job opportunity that you want. Look, hiring is hard. Hiring is difficult. It is not the easiest thing to do. And LinkedIn is the place that you can go right now and you can get all the people that are right for your job. Not just the right people, but the right people for your job. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager of small businesses. You want to be hundred percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates. And that's why you need LinkedIn jobs. Uh, you, all you do is you go over LinkedIn jobs. It's super, super easy to add a profile, to get these jobs on. They make it insanely easy to do. Add your job in purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile, spread the word, and you have millions of people at your disposal through LinkedIn's incredible network. Uh, Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. And right now, all of our listeners get over LinkedIn jobs, helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Place your job for free. That is for free. LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply we're back with josh over at dog stats and he's regaling us that don't don't really think old miss again look at vegas they enjoy fancy things and they're very 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 comfortable in life because they have lots of money because they take it from you who bet the over on old miss don't do that uh they also told us that tennessee success rate last year uh, on defense wasn't so great but but josh we we have an interesting game probably one of the premier games this year on the schedule is against tennessee uh it's been circled on everybody's thoughts i think kentucky's the best home game we get we will be there daniel and i will be in the building against kentucky but let's talk about tennessee really quick what do you anticipate bringing back for tennessee and and what do the stats tell you about their season
1: outlook so far they bring back let me see here uh almost 70, 69% according to Bill Connolly of their defensive production. Um, and that defensive production was allowed 41% success rate on defense. That's good. So it's reasonable to think that they could jump to, yeah. to, to sub 40, which is where you really are talking about putting a defense that's quality enough to make the CFP. Absolutely. So that's where, that's where Ohio state was last year at 39%. Success okay. Rate. So it's reasonable. That they could make that jump statistics wise. Um, they the I don't let me, I don't have their schedule in front of me, but everyone is circling, like you said, the Georgia Tennessee game is potentially deciding the SEC East, possibly, you know, maybe even an at-large, depending on how the season goes for both those teams. Um, so I think it's reasonable to expect yes, the SEC East will come down to that game and uh knoxville and um, i believe it's the last sec game for georgia and i believe i guess november
0: 18th yeah they do play vanderbilt after that but uh, (laughs) easy on that yeah their schedule uh virginia austin pv florida utsa south carolina which we're going to talk about here in a second Uh, a&m which might be sneaky hard for them we're going to ask you about that as well alabama is going to be a tough test and then of course kentucky connecticut mizzou and then that november 18th tilt when Georgia comes to town for them uh, on the offensive side um, it, it's going to be as they have, again, Heupel can coach that side of the ball. Yes, I've never questioned that um, Tennessee can put up points, especially at home against these teams. And I think a lot of defenses are going to struggle against them. D- does the statistics back that up offensively that they return a lot of production as well?
1: Yes, they do. I mean,
0: I would only imagine that would be the case. It sounds that way. It sounds that they obviously
1: they, they're, they're 57%, which is right there on average. The big chunk of that production was their quarterback. So, yes. um, you know, that's the big question mark. I, I'm not an X's and O's guys. Uh, I think Milton is a quality college football quarterback, good coaching, good position players around him. I think it's reasonable to think that, that they can – that I don't know if they could pick up, they might be better than last year explosive wise. They might regress a little bit in efficiency wise. Their offense was 50% success rate last year. That's really good, bordering very good again. And if you're talking 51, 50, 51% success rate on offense and 40 sub and defense, you're right there in the, in the conversation, metrics wise, to be up there with, um, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, you know potentially USC team um, you know I don't think we're maybe if we if we come back and we get some more time if you got a dead spot on your in your calendar we can talk some bigger picture because I think Florida State's another one of those teams that returns Ooh. a lot of production and a lot of hype um, but you know again those teams you know it's reasonable to think they're right there I mean it, it's unreasonable to think that these kings can jump two three four five percent success rates on offense or defensively but Tennessee doesn't have to do that no um, so um, it's 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 I think Tennessee's for real. I think they're, they're going to be a uh, force to be reckoned with in the East. Obviously that Alabama game looms very large for both teams. Um, and I mean, and Alabama, you know, as good as Bryce Young was last year, they were 47% success rate in offense. So I'm a little worried that they're going to regress. And if that mm. regression happens, or even if it's just not as explosive, they could be, they could have some tough games. So, um, you know, it's, I'm I'm a believer in Tennessee, I
0: really am. Uh, That is wild. It is rather interesting. It goes down back to quarterback position, then the defense and the trenches really for me with Tennessee has always been the question offensive line, defensive line. I think you gave out the stat. I think I stole it from you. You put on Twitter where the success rate against Georgia, the offensive line for Georgia basically manhandled the defensive line for Tennessee and vice versa. The offensive line could not do anything against the defensive line for Georgia. And so going forward, that's going to be, if they can increase those chances with the explosiveness on offense, we've seen it before. At that stupid stadium and that that horrible, <laughs> horrible city. Um, things get weird on that turf over there, and explosiveness is going to be key for Tennessee coming into this year. And they are for real, guys. Again, hypo can coach offense. Don't doubt that at all. Please don't don't sleep on that.
1: Yeah, you bring up that offensive line and and my little stack thing here talks there. They've got in, they're bringing in two transfers. Uh and not a high quality graded PFF wise offensive line. So that's where the, their season and their offense, especially, is going to hinge. Is on can they, you know, Cooper Mays, as we all know, as Georgia Connections there with his brother, he's the sort of the, the anchor of that uh, offensive line. Can he jump up from the mid 60s PFF and be a leader there and jump up over that 70 and let and things can start to happen? There's also potential for um, some more trouble there on the offensive line. So.
0: It's it's always interesting. This is why Kirby recruits the trenches so well. We've talked about this. We're going to come back after this. I'm going to ask Josh about a couple more teams, maybe uh, two Alabama schools that might be really, really interesting this coming year. Uh, but first, these. I'm back with Dog Stats Josh, who's telling us all about the way in which the SEC might boil down with some statistics you need to know about it. I want to ask about two teams, uh, and you were giving us uh, a sneaky good defense coming from the Plainsman Eagle Tigers of Auburn. Uh, What makes you anticipate a pretty sneaky good defense for Auburn this year?
1: Um, they return a lot in the secondary, and it was very – PFF-wise did, did pretty well. Uh, they, were, they were looking at f- five, five guys with, um, who were all over – well over 500 snaps that had PFF Ooh. grades of 70-plus. Uh, DJ James being the quarterback there had an 82.3, which is – that's an elite grade right there. Um, and they are returning – 71% of that defense. Wow. So it's a veteran defense, obviously new coaching staff, a lot of turnover there. So I, I offensively, they could be a hot mess, but I think that any progression there, which you have to expect with the offensive minded who you freeze there. Yes. Uh, and if they can find a quarterback that can play, that could be a team that you don't want to mess with. Um, and you might have to win some 21-17 type games. They could be a they could be a spoiler for um any of those teams in the west possibly one that has a a bowl uh related to a element of the periodic (laughs) table uh the iron bowl there sorry if that was too obtuse Uh, i I think i think people got it (laughs) so no i think i think that auburn defense is a sneaky good one and could have something to say uh about who wins the west
0: That's really interesting because, again, think about Auburn really quick. Hugh, the same thing with Heupel. He can coach offense. If you're returning good production, not just returning players, but you're talking good production to great production, especially in the secondary, to keep games close. Fine, you want to try to run on us? Okay, let's do that. But if you're going to keep game close, and I'm going to trust Hugh to get that offense humming as he's done literally everywhere he's gone. Uh, yeah there's something there and if they got that quarterback position they got lots of wild cards at the quarterback position a lot of transfer a lot of return they got talent there at minimum let's see what happens with it uh, Auburn might have a really surprisingly good according to the expectations of what Vegas or other teams think that might be somebody another team that again, we've, we've talked time and time again, and let me make sure Alabama fan that's come at me for this saying that I think they might lose two games and they keep on telling me the talent on the roster. The talent on the roster is incredible. I make no mistake. It's incredible, but your number one wide receiver so far is Burton and we know how that goes and your quarterback is unproven. You have a couple four-star and a five-star kids Simpson and Moreau, all the like. What do your stats tell us about Alabama's season projection from what they return as well? Um, I th-
1: they re- they're returning a lot of quality on defense um, as you know, and I'm sorry, here, just pull up the Alabama page. Um, a lot of, a lot, th- of lot of good defense. A lot of good defense. I think that offense last year regressed, uh, you know, efficiency wise, they were kind of a mess um, yeah. and they, and they, you know, you look at that LSU game, they, they put up points, but just, they never put it all together with, with a good defensive performance and a good offensive performance, and that's, that's how you lose two games in the SEC West. Um, certainly, if you, if you tell me right now that Alabama's quarterback, whoever it is, is top three SEC or top four, which is reasonable, that's a scary – that could be a scary team. But that's a lot because there's, there's – I mean, you'd have to beat out a, a several good quarterbacks to, to be there, but it's reasonable. Uh, Ja'Cory Brooks coming out of the, uh, and Jermaine Burton, I think, um, you know, he's, he actually graded out pretty well last year as a PFF wise. Uh, they've got a good, they've got, uh, Jace McClellan, Rodell Williams coming back, running the ball. Um, they've got JC Latham, Seth McLaughlin, they've got it all there. I mean, we all know they recruit really well. So I think everyone's kind of like expecting them to digress and, you know, that offensive line needs to play better. Um, I think that's always been, over the last couple of years, it's been questionable. Kool-Aid McKinstry on the other side of the ball uh, is just a stud. He's (laughs) a stud. He's a stud. Um, And I think they're expecting that defense to be a lot better than last year um, and they again, they were thirty nine or thirty eight percent success rate allowed. So if they get back down to that 36 percent, that gives cool. that offense a lot of breathing room, a lot of breathing room.
0: Yeah, I, I was on talking about I think Alabama might have a lot more of the Auburn S games this year because I was shocked last year, actually looking at your stats and going through what. Alabama didn't do well last year was just be a a consistently efficient team and I was really shocked because there was so much talent on there and you had a a generational quarterback as well and they just X's and O's wise and execution wise, it was bad. Execution was just dog awful for for everything that Alabama was doing. It was just just booky all the way through Uh, this year. If they can get execution from a lot of returning players and yeah, they got Dallas Turner. They got a lot of talent on that defensive side. Look out, maybe not the games that Alabama anticipates, maybe a lot of 28, 21 games or 21, 17 games, depending on that quarterback situation. But they can grind it out. They can run the ball and they're going to keep games close.
1: Yeah, I, I think anybody would take their two quarterbacks, Terry and Arnold, Quayle McKinstry, uh, Dallas Turner. I mean, these guys are good, and yeah. they they're they actually allowed yardage wise. They had a better defense than Georgia yardage wise last year, allowing just four point four yards per play defensively. So again, that's the kind of you know we talked about last year. You know, with you know who. With all the, the things we lost on offense last year, and you know whether Stetson Bennett's going to be—we don't forget Stetson Bennett was questionable. You know we were questioning whether he was going to be the yes. quarterback last year, and we kept saying, "Well, the defense is going to allow that offense to catch up." Well, actually, sorry, the D- offense returned a lot, but th- again, the defense—this defense—is going to have Alabama in every game they play. There's just no doubt in my mind that they're going to be in every game they can play that, that they play in. So we're going to learn real quick as they get—they the, host Texas, um, you know, a team that a lot of people are having um you know as competing for the Big 12 title uh, maybe even they the might be the one everyone's expecting to win the Big 12 so we're going to see real quick what those two teams are like uh, as they come to Tuscaloosa I believe in September mid September right
0: yes it's going to be uh marler who who helped you with all of this chris marler has already said stated to us and i think publicly on twitter he He's predicting Texas to win that game, which I think is emotional hedging. I I know that is.
1: It's week two. It's week two. so So close. So close.
0: Close, Josh. Uh, he is Josh over at DogStats. Get over there right now at DogStats.com. Get this preview. Download it. Buy it. Get it. It's incredible. It's fantastic. Follow him on Twitter for more of this. Josh, thanks for being with us. This has been oh. Locked on Bulldogs. And and by the way, you said a couple dead periods. No, my man.
1: I, I don't care dead periods. Or not. You're coming back on the show, and we're going to be talking more about this. Maybe <laughs> thank, even- you. thank you so much. And oh. shout out to Marler. It really was a hell of a lot of fun working with him, and the, and it was a lot of fun. So we appreciate it if you check it out, and uh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. This is Locked On Bulldogs, part of Locked On
0: Podcast Network, your team every day. We'll see you all next time.